Dunhuang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Buckle up for our podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why we love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. 鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转，别人听。爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're Today,让我们一起来听古希腊历史学家修昔底德的一句话。中国北宋文人欧阳修的一首词作《采桑子》，画船载酒西湖好。最后要听到的是美国作家房龙所写的一篇文章《Hate》，仇恨当中的节选片
他们都会去迎接他。修昔底德。采桑子，画船载酒西湖好。欧阳修，画船载酒西湖好，籍贯繁弦，欲展催船。稳饭平波任醉眠，行云却在行舟下，空水成仙，俯仰流连，疑是湖中别有天。Picking mulberries. A painted boat carrying wine. Ouyang Shu. A painted boat carrying wine. West Lake is good. Urgent rhythms and pressing tunes. A jade cup's imperious summons, gently floating on tranquil ripples. A pointed, sleeping drunk. The moving clouds somehow are under the moving boat. Empty waters, clear and fresh. Look up, look down. I linger on. I feel as if here on this lake there is another heaven. 听到的这首词作《采桑子》，画船载酒西湖好，出自中国北宋文人欧阳修。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵，英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读。欧阳修出生于1007年 ，1072 年去世，字永书，号醉翁，晚号六一居士，江南西路吉州庐陵永丰人。也就是今天的江西吉安人，他是北宋著名的政治家、文学家、史学家。欧阳修是北宋诗文革新运动的领袖，唯文以韩愈为宗，大力反对浮靡的诗文，以文章赋一代盛名，名列唐宋八大家和千古文章四大家中。平生他喜好蒋业后进，曾巩、王安石、苏洵父子等都受到他的提携和栽培。对北宋文学的发展做出了巨大的贡献，其文迂徐委曲，明白易晓，擅长抒情，说理畅达，影响了宋朝一代的文风。其诗风雄健清丽，词风婉约有致。此外，欧阳修在经学、史学、金石学等方面都有卓越的成就。苏轼称他“事业三朝之望，文章百世之师”。曾主修《新唐书
，并独撰《新五代史》，今有诗词文集《欧阳文中公集》《六一词》等传世。我们今天读到的这首词《采桑子·画船载酒西湖好》，上片描绘了载酒游湖时船中丝竹齐奏、酒杯频传的热闹气氛；下片写酒后醉眠船上，俯视湖中。但见行云在船下浮动，使人疑惑湖中别有天地。整首词寓情于景，写出了作者与友人的洒脱情怀。欧阳修，画船载酒西湖好，籍贯繁弦欲展催船，稳饭平波任醉眠。行云却在行舟下，空水成仙，俯仰流连，疑是湖中别有天。Picking mulberries, a painted boat carrying wine. Ouyang Shu, a painted boat carrying wine. West Lake is good, urgent rhythms and pressing tunes. A jade cup's imperious summons, gently floating on tranquil ripples. Appointed, sleeping, drunk. The moving clouds somehow are under the moving boat. Empty waters, clear and fresh. Look up, look down. I linger on. I feel as if here on this lake there is another heaven. Beauty of words. 樊龙又译作房龙，一八八二年出生于荷兰，二十世纪初到美国求学教书，当记者，从事创作，大半生在美国度过，于一九四四年去世。他擅长写历史题材和人物传记，文字浅近流畅，文体通俗易懂。二战期间，因支援荷兰反抗德国占领而闻名于世。今天为大家选读的这篇文章《Hate》仇恨，节选自作者的一篇同名散文，也是这篇文章的主要部分，但可以独立成篇。作者在文中假借一个曾在荷兰从事地下活动反抗纳粹的朋友之口，讲了这么一个富于传奇色彩的故事，并说战争结束前夕，这故事在荷兰民间广为流传。以抒发他的骨肉同胞，也是他自己对德国法西斯的深仇大恨。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。中文版本由小然翻译。Hate, Hendrik Willem van Loon。仇恨
Fan Long. Suddenly, the war was over, and Hitler was captured and brought to Amsterdam. A military tribunal condemned him to death. But how should he die? To shoot or hang him seemed too quick, too merciful. Then someone uttered what was in everybody's mind: the man who had caused such incredible suffering should be burned to death. 战争忽然结束，希特勒抓到了，押解到阿姆斯特丹，军事法庭判他死刑。可怎么个死法？枪毙了吧，上绞架吧。都未免死得太快，太便宜了他。后来不知是谁说出了大家的心里话：此人造成的苦难简直令人难以置信，应该把他烧死。But objected one judge, our biggest public square in Amsterdam holds only ten thousand people, and seven million Dutch men, women, and children will want to be there to curse him during his dying moments. 可是，有一名法官不赞成。我们阿姆斯特丹最大的广场也只能容纳万把人，可他要死了，到时候男男女女、少小娃子，是荷兰人，谁不想上前去咒他一句？总得有七百万人呢。Then another judge had an idea: Hitler should be burned at the stake. But the wood was to be ignited by the explosion of a handful of gunpowder set off by a long fuse, which should start in Rotterdam and follow the main road to Amsterdam by way of Delft, The Hague, Leiden, and Harlem. Thus, millions of people crowding the wide avenues which connect those cities could watch the fuse burn its way northward to Herr Hitler's funeral pyre. 于是，又一名法官出了个点子：希特勒应该绑在火刑柱上烧死，不过木柴要拿一把火药来点着，火药用一根长引线来引爆，引线应该从鹿特丹牵起，然后沿着主干公路走德尔夫特、海牙、莱登、哈勒姆，再接到阿姆斯特丹，这样。千家万户平民百姓，簇拥在连接这几座城市的宽阔大道上，都可以一睹这根引线由南向北一路燃去，直到把为希特勒阁下举行火葬的柴火堆点着。A plebiscite was taken as to whether this was a fitting punishment. There were four million nine hundred and eighty-one thousand and seventy-six yeas and one nay. The nay was voted by a man who preferred that Hitler was pulled to pieces by four horses. 如此承办是否妥当？还特地举行了一次公民投票，既有四百九十八万一千零七十六票赞成，一票反对。投反对票者提出，应对希特勒处以四马分尸。At last, the great day came. The ceremony commenced at four o'clock on a June morning. The mother of three sons who had been shot by the Nazis for an act of sabotage they did not commit set fire to the fuse, while a choir sang a solemn hymn of gratitude. Then the people burst forth into a shout of triumph. This great day finally arrived. The sixth day of the month, 
，清晨四时整，葬仪开始。有一位母亲，她的三个儿子都叫纳粹杀害了，说是犯有莫须有的破坏行为。如今引线就由他来点燃。这时，唱诗班唱起了一首庄严的感恩赞美诗。接着，人群里爆发出一阵胜利的欢呼。The spark slowly made its way from Rotterdam to Delft, and on toward the Great Square in Amsterdam. People had come from every part of the country. Special seats had been provided for the aged and the lame and the relatives of murdered hostages. 火花从鹿特丹慢慢燃到德尔夫特。往前再奔阿姆斯特丹的广场，全国四面八方都来了人，上了年纪的、有残疾的、遇害人质的亲属，都被有专席接待。Hitler, clad in a long yellow shirt, had been chained to the stake. He preserved a stoical silence until a little boy climbed up on the pile of wood surrounding the former Führer and placed there a placard which read. This is the world's greatest murderer. This so aggravated Hitler's pent-up feelings that he burst forth into one of his old harangues. Hitler, 身穿黄色长衫，已经被锁链拴在了火刑柱上。他始终保持自制，默不作声，直到有个小男孩爬上这位前元首身边的柴堆，贴上一张告示，写的是。本人乃盖世元凶，这一下可激发了希特勒憋在心里的情绪，他居然故技重演，破口大骂起来。The crowd gaped, for it was a grotesque sight to see this little man ranting away, just as if he were addressing his followers. Then a terrific howl of derision silenced him. 观众都傻了眼。这么个小小人物竟然大放厥词，活像是在对他的徒子徒孙训话，真是一大奇观，好不滑稽。接着是惊天动地的吼声一片，嘲笑四起，把他镇住了。Now came the great moment of the day. About three o'clock in the afternoon, the spark reached the outskirts of Amsterdam. Suddenly, there was a roll of drums. Then, with an emotion such as they had never experienced before, the people sang the Wilhelmus, the national anthem. Hitler, now ashen grey, futilely strained at his chains. 最隆重的时刻到了，下午三点钟光景，火花燃到了阿姆斯特丹的郊区，霎时间鼓声震天。接着，人们怀着从来没有这么激动的心情，唱起了国歌。威尔海尔穆斯，希特勒这时面如死灰，无可奈何的死拽住身上的锁链不放。When the Wilhelmus came to an end, the spark was only a few feet from the gunpowder. Five more minutes, and Hitler would die a horrible death. The crowd broke forth in a shout of hate. A minute went by, another minute. Silence returned. Now the fuse had only a few inches to go, and at that moment, the incredible happened. 国歌唱毕，火花离火药只有几英尺了。再过五分钟，希特勒就不得好死了。
，观众仇恨心切，一下子迸发出来，喊声大作。一分钟过去了，又过一分钟，重新安静下来。眼看引线只剩下几英寸了，就在此时此刻，偏偏出了不可思议的事。A wizened little man wriggled through the line of soldiers standing guard. Everybody knew who he was. Two of his sons had been machine gunned to death by parachute troops. His wife and three daughters had perished in Rotterdam's Holocaust. Since then, the poor fellow had seemed deprived of reason, wandering aimlessly about, and supported by public charity, an object of universal pity. 有个一身干瘪的小个子男人，拐弯抹角混过了执行警戒的士兵队列，谁都知道他。他有两个儿子，叫伞兵部队拿机枪扫死了。他的妻子、三个女儿都在鹿特丹的大屠杀中丧生。从那时起，这个可怜的人就好像一直神志不清，他无所事事，到处流浪，全靠社会上的慈善团体养着。一个人人见了都同情的人物。But what he did now made the crowd turn white with anger, for he deliberately stamped upon the fuse and put it out. 可眼下他的举动触犯了众怒，大家脸都气得刷白。原来他特意跑去采那根引线，把火踩灭了。Kill him! Kill him! The mob shouted, but the old man quietly faced the menacing populace. Slowly, he lifted both arms toward heaven. Then, in a voice charged with fury, he said, "Now, let us do it all over again." 杀了他，杀了他！众人叫嚷起来。只见老人面对着杀气腾腾的群众，神色从容。他缓缓地朝天举起双臂，接着，他愤恨地说：“咱们再从头点起来。” And Hitler was captured and brought to Amsterdam. A military tribunal condemned him to death. But how should he die? To shoot or hang him seemed too quick, too merciful. Then someone uttered what was in everybody's mind: the men who had caused such incredible suffering should be burned to death. But objected one judge. Our biggest public square in Amsterdam holds only ten thousand people, and seven million Dutch men, women, and children will want to be there to curse him during his dying moments. Then, another judge had an idea: Hitler should be burned at the stake, but the wood was to be ignited by the explosion of a handful of gunpowder set off by a long fuse, which should start in Rotterdam. And follow the main road to Amsterdam by way of Delft, The Hague, Leiden, and Harlem. 
Thus, millions of people crowding the wide avenues which connect those cities could watch the fuse burn its way northward to Herr Hitler's funeral pyre. A plebiscite was taken as to whether this was a fitting punishment. There were four million nine hundred and eighty-one thousand and seventy-six yeas and one nay. The nay was voted by a man who preferred that Hitler was pulled to pieces by four horses. At last, the great day came. The ceremony commenced at four o'clock on a June morning. The mother of three sons who had been shot by the Nazis for an act of sabotage they did not commit set fire to the fuse, while a choir sang a solemn hymn of gratitude. Then the people burst forth into a shout of triumph. The spark slowly made its way from Rotterdam to Delft, and on toward the great square in Amsterdam. People had come from every part of the country. Special seats had been provided for the aged and the lame and the relatives of murdered hostages. Hitler, clad in a long yellow shirt, had been chained to the stake. He preserved a stoical silence until a little boy climbed up on the pile of wood surrounding the former Führer and placed there a placard which read, "This is the world's greatest murderer." This so aggravated Hitler's pent-up feelings that he burst forth into one of his old harangues. The crowd gaped, for it was a grotesque sight to see this little man ranting away, just as if he were addressing his followers. Then a terrific howl of derision silenced him. Now came the great moment of the day, about three o'clock in the afternoon. The spark reached the outskirts of Amsterdam. Suddenly, there was a roll of drums. Then, with an emotion such as they had never experienced before, the people sang the Wilhelmus, the national anthem. Hitler, now ashen grey, futilely strained at his chains. When the Wilhelmus came to an end, the spark was only a few feet from the gunpowder. Five more minutes, and Hitler would die a horrible death. The crowd broke forth in a shout of hate. A minute went by, another minute. Silence returned. Now the fuse had only a few inches to go, and at that moment, the incredible happened. A wizened little man wriggled through the line of soldiers standing guard. Everybody knew who he was. Two of his sons had been machine gunned to death by parachute troops. His wife and three daughters had perished in Rotterdam's Holocaust. Since then, the poor fellow had seemed deprived of reason, wandering aimlessly about, and supported by public charity, an object of universal pity. But what he did now made the crowd turn white with anger, for he deliberately stamped upon the fuse. And put it out. Kill him! Kill him! The mob shouted, but the old man quietly faced the menacing populace. Slowly, he lifted both arms toward heaven. Then, in a voice charged with fury, he said, "Now, let us do it all over again."
谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。